our baptismal faith, whether you were baptized as a, a tiny child or you were baptized as an adult, um, uh, what holds us in common, what joins us together um, with those who are being baptized and confirmed today, is that we are followers. Um, that's what we were reminded of in, in Mark's gospel. Uh, Jesus' message to those who first became his disciples was simply this, you just come and follow me. Sometimes we can make the Christian faith sound rather uh, complicated. Um, we've got all these things we remember to do and um, all these things we've got to remember to believe and, and work out all the problems and all the questions of the world. And we think, well, if we, we've done all of that, then, well, then maybe we could, we could start out as a Christian. But, you know, the great thing is that we're reminded in the gospel that it is as simple as this. Jesus said to, to Simon Peter and, and the others, he said, you just come and follow me. Follow me. And that's what a Christian is called to do called to be a follower, just to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep following him, um, to walk in his ways. And bit by bit, God, um, by the Holy Spirit, will show us how we can be followers, how we can live each day to God's glory. Um, but when we become a follower, uh, we, we don't just get to follow Jesus, uh, as it were, dawdling along, kind of just meandering here and there. What we were reminded in our second reading is that being a follower of Jesus propels you into a race, a great race, the race of life, running the race of life for Jesus. And that's what the writer to uh, the Hebrews uh, was reminding them, uh, reminding Christians who were, were in danger of growing weary, of losing heart uh, when it came to following Jesus. The reason for that was that they were facing incredibly difficult times. It was not easy being a Christian in those days. Um, there was the threat of persecution. Some had already had uh, their goods, their homes confiscated. Some had lost their jobs because of their Christian faith, because of their decision to follow Jesus. It was not easy being a Christian um, for the people that the, the writer to the Hebrews was addressing. And they were growing weary. Some of them were losing heart. Some of them were wondering whether or not the decision to follow Jesus was really a very sensible decision. It was just very costly. But the writer to the Hebrews says, just don't stop running. Don't leave the race. Keep going. Keep running. Um, run a good race with Jesus. Now, all of you being baptized and confirmed today, you are already in the race. We're going to celebrate that. Um, for some of you, that's quite recent. Just uh, in recent months that you uh, became a follower of Jesus. You entered this race uh, that God has called you into. For others, it's been quite some time. And today, for, for some of you, it, it's a moment to pray, um, uh, to, to thank God that he, that he drew you into that race, but also to pray for his particular blessing on you, his strengthening of you. That's what's happening in confirmation. Um, I always say to people, I'm not going to be confirming anyone today because actually it's God who does the confirming. When it comes to the confirmation, I'm going to say, confirm, O Lord, your servant. Um, so I'm going to pray for you and we're going to get others to pray with me for you. But it's God who's going to do the strengthening and the confirming um, of your faith for the race that he's set before you for the things that God has for you to do for him as you just keep running, as you keep running. Whether this morning you're feeling just full of energy, it's been a great week, you love running the race for Jesus, or whether actually, like the people that the writer to the Hebrews was addressing, you're thinking, it's pretty hard at the moment. 
just at the moment. And it, it, maybe you feel some of you a bit weary. It's difficult to, to, to live as a Christian at school. Maybe some people sometimes say things about Christians and, uh, and you kind of feel, gosh, that, that's really hard. And you, you feel tired. Maybe sometimes you tempted to lose heart. Well, the good news is we are drawn into a race uh, that God, by his spirit, has not made it impossible to run. And there are three things about running this race that I want us to notice in the uh, letter to the Hebrews. But in order to kind of get our heads around this one, I thought I'd try and illustrate it. And I just wonder, whether is there anyone who is a, a really good runner? We're talking about the races this morning. Anyone who wouldn't mind helping me out? It's just kind of a pretty good runner. Pretty good runner. Are you, are you two both runners? Which one of you is fastest, do you think? <laughs> okay, you think it might be... Okay, do you mind coming and helping me? That would be just amazing, if you don't mind. What's your name? Rhiannon. Rhiannon, fantastic. What's, are you short distance, long distance? Or any distance? any distance? You're just fast. Fantastic. Great. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do a race this morning. I don't know whether there's been a race in this... Have you done a... Mike, have you done a race in the church yet? Where's Mike? Oh, yeah. You haven't, you haven't done one yet. Okay, so this is going to be the first. We're going to, we're going to set, Rihanna, what we're going to do is we're going to set a, a kind of time, all right, this morning, which in, in the future, with Mike's permission or Rich's permission, you can try and beat. You can try and better, okay? We can, you can have a record. You can keep a list of people with the best times, okay? So you're going to be the first one to do it. Do you want to take your coat off? Because you might need your coat off because you don't want to get in the way. Okay. And what you're going to do, we're going to start. This is going to be the starting point. We won't start on the step because I don't want you to fall over. You're going to run. You're going to touch the table at the back. Okay? And then you're going to run back to here. And when you touch that again, that will be your time. Okay? But don't don't go yet. Just one or two things. First of all, I didn't mention, you've got to carry this, all right? (laughs) All right? Can you put that on first? How's that? It's heavy. It's heavy. Okay, and then the other thing is, I'm going to, these are not to keep you warm, all right? These are just that I can wrap them around here, we're going to make this just a little bit more challenging, okay? You will go careful, won't you, because I don't want any injuries this morning. Um, All right, there we go, we're just going to... Okay, Rhiannon, you can still do this, all right? Go careful, though, Uh, go careful. You're going to touch the table, and then you get back. I'm going to time it. Ready, steady, go. Fantastic. That was, that was 12 seconds. Whoa, that was really good, wasn't it? Um, Brandon, that was amazing. That was amazing. Stay there for a moment. Thank you so much. Um, I didn't tell Rhiannon I was going to make it really hard. This, I tell you, this is, you feel that, just how heavy that feels. You imagine that, yeah, running with that, is, that's, that's going to be seriously difficult. The thing is, do you know, the, the writer to the, actually, I'll tell you what, you can sit down for a moment. I'm going to get you out again in a minute, Rhiannon. The writer to the Hebrews, you see, he said, um, we're in a race. Following Jesus, it's like being in a great race. We're not dawdling along. We're not kind of meandering. We are in a race that God has set before us, that God has called us into. Um, But he says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. You see, there are things that can hold us back in that race. 
things that can make it hard to run that race for Jesus each day. And some of those things, the writer to the Hebrews understood, some of those things are kind of weights that we put on, things that are not wrong in themselves, but things that just kind of weigh us down. Maybe it's a kind of um, a habit that we've got into. It's, it's not wrong to do that, but it kind of holds us back as a Christian. It makes it harder to run the race. Um, and then there are things that are, that are wrong. He says sin that easily entangles, like those scarves that are wrapped around Rhiannon, they just sort of tangle you up, they slow you down. And do you know, the, the wonderful thing is that um, through the work of Jesus on the cross, through Jesus' death for us and through rising again, he has forgiven all our sins. And do you know, the, the strange thing is, although we know that as Christians, sometimes we still, we still run the race with these burdens, these sins that weigh us down and entangle us, when actually Jesus says, you, I've dealt with those. And, and by his grace, we can, we can learn to run, set aside those things that weigh us down. Um, which means that we, like any athlete, we need to go into personal training. We need to learn that discipline that comes through learning to run the race well with Jesus' help. There was an old song um, that I remember singing as a child. Um, Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. And you know, those are two just such essential things right at the heart um, of what it means to run the race well so that we can daily lay aside those burdens and the things that entangle us. Um, And uh, when we come, draw aside for a few moments and just read uh, God's word that promises that we are forgiven, that he will strengthen us, and we take a few moments to talk to him, um, God loves to help us in the race. So, uh, the first and important thing to do, a big difference it will make too, because we're going to give Rhiannon another go at that, see if she can break her 12-second record right in a minute, without the weight and the things that entangle. The other thing uh, that we're told in Hebrews that makes a massive difference, not only personal discipline, not only getting rid of the weights and the things that entangle, but also realizing that we have a great crowd of witnesses, a great crowd of people who are cheering us on. Now, I meant to tell you before Rhiannon did the last race not to cheer, but you were kind of, because I thought we don't want to do it with any cheering, you just stay silent, but you were kind of, ahead of me on that one so and you were encouraging her but you, it was a, only a half-hearted cheer so when she does it again I want you to really urge her on okay the best cheering that St Albans has ever heard because do you know we are never meant to run this race kind of uh, on our own we are, we are invited to run this race with a great crowd of witnesses, people encouraging us. Can you imagine being in a, an arena running a race and all the people just cheering and urging you on. Um, and the writer to the Hebrews says those aren't just people who are alive today who are encouraging us. Those are people who've gone before us whose example as they ran the race and sometimes against enormous pressures, real challenges, and they kept running. And, and, and when you, you look at them and you think about their example in the Bible and down through history, just feel them cheering you on. Um, all of us need that encouragement. But the other thing um, that we need is the promise of a great reward. Um, and that's the other thing which I'm going to do. Uh, new incentive. I've got a Dairy Milk Marvelous Creations Banana Caramel Crisp Bar for you, Rhiannon, okay? So this time, once you've set a new record, hopefully, beating your 12-second record, uh, then I'm going to present you with your bar of chocolate. Because, actually, that's what 
the writers of the Hebrews were saying, do you know, it, there is a reward. There is a reward. There's the reward of knowing God's presence with us every single day, but also the reward that one day we will finish this race. All of us. We're not running a race that's just never ending. There will be a day when we finish that race. For most of us, it will be a long way off that day. For some of us, it may be closer. But we will finish that race. And the promise is that just as Jesus has run that race, and he endured so much as he ran that race for us, but he kept going because of the joy that was set before him. We're told that he had such a joy that he knew that as he finished this race, he knew what, what would be achieved on the cross and through his resurrection. And that he would enter the presence of his Father in heaven and he would sit down. Which didn't just mean he was having a rest. It meant that the work that he had come to achieve had been finished. It had been done. It's complete And the writer to the Hebrew says, look, keep your eyes on Jesus. There's somebody who's running ahead of you. And those of you who've had to try and run a race, I was running with my son. I've got um, three sons, and I was running with one of them uh, last night. I try and go running once a week. I'm not very fast, but my son is very fit, and he was running ahead of me. And it was just such an encouragement. I was kind of trying to keep up. But I, I think I covered more ground running with him than I would have done running on my own. And you know, the amazing thing is we've got Jesus running ahead of us. Um, and we've got the, the presence of Jesus, his Holy Spirit with us. And actually just as he ran through and he endured that pain and he finished the race and he received the joy of being in his Father's presence, we too will have the joy of finishing that race and entering into the presence of God who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Um, that is an amazing reward that we can know in our lives now. It's not just for the future. It's it's a a, a reward that we receive now through God's presence. So, you're in the race, um, all of you here. God has drawn you into that race. Following Jesus is this remarkable race. And I believe God has got great things for you to do. He's already got you doing some of those great things. But there's even more that God will have you to do as you run the race. But it won't always be easy. Sometimes you might be tempted to grow weary and tired and maybe even feel like giving up. But remember, keep training. Remember that personal discipline. Throw off the weights, the things that might weigh you down, the things that would entangle. Um, Daily, continue to, to read the Bible and pray. And then remember, there's a great crowd of witnesses to encourage you and urge you on. And a good number of them are here this morning. But also fix your eyes on Jesus. Remember the one who's gone ahead of you and who's with you by his spirit. And remember, there is a great reward. Um, Far greater than a dairy milk chocolate bar. Um, So, uh, Rhiannon, are you ready? Okay. No weights, nothing to entangle. Uh, an audience of faces who are going to cheer like they've never cheered before and a reward at the end do do you like chocolate? oh that's okay then Um, a reward at the end, okay are you ready, set, go eight seconds Amazing, amazing, thank you. Look what a difference it makes. <laughs> the reward, the cheers, the weight's gone, nothing entangling. Oh, we want to pray that by the Spirit of God, those of you being baptized and confirmed today, you'll go on running a great race.
the race God has called you into. There's a great crowd of witnesses to encourage you. Um, So throw off those weights, anything that entangles. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And remember uh, his presence with you, which is such a great, like a deposit. um, uh, His presence, like that deposit promising the reward that will be before us at the end of that race. Let me pray for you. Lord God, thank you for these special ones. You love who are being baptized and confirmed today. Strengthen them, we pray, in their faith. And in running the race that you've set before them, may they keep their eyes fixed on you, Jesus, so that they will not grow weary or lose heart. And all God's people joined together with one voice and said, Amen. Amen.